0: Check out our work at OneCircleDigital.com and OneCircleBrand.com. If you work for a network, studio, brand, startup, or corporation, and are looking for a partner to create media that will build, engage, and entertain, reach out to me at John at OneCircleMedia.com. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks, everyone, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Working Experience.
1: The Working Experience. Route 93 North is almost at a standstill. It's a rough one out there this morning, snow and sleet. There is no service Stand on the- Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Uh, yeah, folks, we're gonna be a few minutes. We have train traffic ahead of us. We should be moving shortly. John, you need that report ASAP. Where are we on that presentation? Dan, HR wants to see Did it. Did
0: you return that email yet? We have a team meeting at ten. To stay late, Bob. Teamwork
1: makes the dream work. They're <laughs> moving in a different direction. And after the meeting, we'll have a breakout session. Who we'll ate my chips? Where am I? This microwave is disgusting. Oh, oh what's that? He was wow. his toenails at the desk. <laughs> I can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore. Hey, everybody, welcome to this episode of the Working Experience Podcast. It's Maddie K
0: and john welcome welcome everyone it's another master class coming at you hot listen, off the presses yeah is listen, it hot off the presses is that like so 1982
1: do we have you a press have my zoom recorder here i suppose that could be the Yeah, press. i'm staring at a
0: computer at your ugly face
1: yeah um a girl I told think, me. i think nobody really wants to see us anymore in life right not really, I mean, who wants to see everybody's so riddled with anxiety and depression they can't get themselves out of bed, so who's seeing it? locked
0: another another lockdown coming on the horizon
1: yeah i that may be happening I don't know, and things... listen
0: i don't I don't know about you, but everyone I know has covid everyone do they really yeah wow. everyone everyone I know it, it's it's worse than it was I mean. Everyone's vaccinated, right? Like 80, 90%. So it's just, it's more of a nuisance, right? It's It's symptoms, the majority of symptoms are less than the common cold and not nearly as bad as the flu, but a lot, like a lot of people I know have. I
1: would say about three weeks ago, I may have had it. I was just feeling really achy and not really achy. I was just tired is more what it was. Like I would get eight hours of sleep and I'd go to work and I'd be like, God, I'm tired. Like I just, you know. So maybe I had it. But I'm vaccinated. I had my two shots. I haven't had the booster
0: yet. Have you had the booster? Well, I, I had COVID back in September. So I got the two shots. Then I got COVID. Yeah. Then the, my whole family got COVID, like, right before Thanksgiving. Um, That's around right when I had it, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah
0: I, didn't, I didn't get it because I was immune. So I'm going to ride out my immunity. I don't know what they say, like, four months or something, three or four months. Yeah. And then after that, I'll, I'll get the booster.
1: Wait, when did you get vaccinated?
0: Oh, I got vaccinated. I think I'm like, I think my vaccinated. I think my vaccination card. I don't even know. Like a year and a half ago. Oh I, yeah, yeah. Like okay. a long, a long time ago. But yeah. I'm saying I got COVID. Yeah, yeah. Like so, if you if I if you get COVID, you don't need the booster, right? Oh you right, I got you. I got so you. once the immunity wears out, I'll get the booster.
1: Yeah. But yeah, it's you know, and the thing is too, like. Have you heard about all these TikTok threats against schools?
0: Oh, we, we got a, uh, with my boys' school, we got a letter from Nassau Police Department. Yeah. Uh, went in, like actually went physically in, even though the, the school wasn't named, they physically went into the school that day. Nothing yeah. happened, but.
1: We had an extra uh, police officer. Uh, you know, luckily, I'm, I'm a very well-trained, I'm almost a weapon myself. Yes, you
0: gotta you gotta register the hands (laughs) every day.
1: If it goes down, I tell my students, listen: if it goes down, you guys all need to crowd around me, and I'll crouch in the middle, right? Because you gotta protect the leader, right? Yes. Yeah. Hundred percent. I mean, if I go down, they they have to they have to surround you. They surround me. You know, they they protect. Yeah, I said, Mister Kerr is essential. You gotta understand.
0: You, you should you should go to school. Who's that? Uh, who's that old? He was like a, uh, a martial arts guy, Seagal. <laughs> you,
1: you should Seagal. go dress like him. I love Steven Seagal, out to kill or out for justice or out for something or other. Was
0: on me. And, uh, and also Jean <laughs> Van Damme. <Claude>. You're <laughs> like making all these references, and your kids have no idea no what idea. you're talking about. Not no idea. zero. No
1: idea. Well, folks, let's let's help you allay some of your anxiety with a little sound financial information from the Working Experience podcast.
0: B- a bunch of disclosures will be <laughs> on this podcast. Many uh, just a ton. This is not, by any stretch of the imagination, financial advice, though we will be pitching our new crypto coin at the end of this, just an FYI.
1: No, this isn't advice. This is a guarantee. This is a list of instructions. <laughs> okay, uh my lawyers <laughs> his whole sh- section
0: is going to be pulled from the podcast.
1: My lawyer's shaking his head vigorously at me right now and drawing his hand across his throat. Yeah. Chuck, don't worry, I got this. I got this yeah. guy okay
0: we we already went through it. not saying guarantee sure thing right <laughs> you, you'll, you'll you'll make ten x your money. <laughs>
1: This is not a pyramid scheme, it's a trapezoid, okay? It is very yes. different, okay? This is like this is like third fourth dimensional. Yes. This is how
0: you're going to make money. Here
1: we go. All right, so we I actually did do my research on this. This does come from the New York Times business section. Uh the title of it is Buy stocks to prosper, buy bonds to sleep at night. The general idea being that Stocks, you that's where you're going to make your millions, but they are very volatile. It's where you can also lose your millions. Bonds uh, are much more conservative, but they are backed by the federal government or your local town, your municipality. They issue those. Um, they're a lot more solid. You're not going to make a ton of money off of them, but if the stock market tanks, and inevitably it will, it always does, uh, you use the bonds to kind of ride that out. Now I know the Fed right now is stopping their buying of bonds. Is that what ha- I can't? can't they're, really remember they're stopping
0: what it their, ease, their easing. So what's what's happened since the the pandemic um, is so bonds are typically not a great investment. Like right like right now when interest rates are basically at zero or very close to zero, um, you by buying a bond, your ticket on that bond or your interest rate is so egregiously low. It's like 1% or 0.5%. It's like when you go open a savings account and they're like, oh yeah, we'll give you 0.2%. You're actually losing money by putting your money in the bank because inflation right now is, the government says inflation inflation is at 6%. In reality, we all know it's much higher than that. It's probably close to 10%. It's the reason why gas is so expensive and food is so expensive right now. And all hard assets like your house, the stock market, uh, cryptocurrency, uh, anything that's a, a, a hard physical asset is going through the roof because the Fed has been printing money to the tune of I think the statistic is in the past two years they've they've printed 35 or 40 percent of all the money in circulation since the beginning of time (laughs) it's like so when you print more money um, the the original money loses its value right so right now bonds are not a good investment but as interest rates Raise right, so as they go up and up, the stock market will come down, and bond prices will go go up because investors will then it's just all about risk and reward right where you can have a guaranteed um, coupon right you have your interest rate and then you know you're going to get your investment back, and if that beats inflation, then you want to do that
1: yeah, I mean I guess to put it in layman's terms for someone like me like with bonds, you're not going to lose your initial investment. Like you buy a bond for a hundred dollars, you're not going to. Lose yeah, your...
0: that's actually not true. Really? Yeah, you can you can lose your investment. You can remember Michael Milken with yeah. the junk bonds in the '80s and '90s. You can you can get like really crappy bonds. Remember uh, what happened in the 2008 financial crash when they took all the mortgages, the mortgage loan crisis. Yeah. And the, the uh, Wall Street created these arcane instruments that they thought were—it's called A debt. So Moody's rates the debt. So they're like a government bond from the U.S. government is AAA. They're not, we're not going to default on it. Though with this administration, who knows? You know, we're, we're, we're all playing with fire right now. we not. If the U.S. government defaults on its debt, we would go into a, a depression. Like you wouldn't see, and these idiots are like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna, we're not gonna raise the debt ceiling." No, you have to, idiot. The, you, this is a game of musical chairs. You guys have dug us so deep in a hole, you can't turn the music off. So if you were to buy bonds, they'll have a higher interest rate because it's more risk. That are triple B or double B or or C that you could lose your money so what happens is if you're buying let's take it from a corporate standpoint if a corporation goes bust like say Enron goes bust the reason why bonds are the most safe is because bondholders or debt holders are first in line to get paid back like whatever whatever happens you have to pay the bondholders back but there could be very little or nothing left to pay the bondholders then the shareholders. So it's bonds first, then equity. But if some, if a company goes completely bust, as a bondholder, you can you can lose your initial investment. Is it rare? Yes. If you if you bought treasuries like U.S. treasuries, um, would that happen? Ninety nine point nine nine percent. Probably not, because if that did happen, the entire economy would be dragged into a debt spiral. But l- let me give you another example. Like, you can buy Russian bonds, right? Russian debt from the, uh, from the Russian government. And those bonds, you're going to get a higher rate of interest because you're dealing with Putin, right? You don't, you don't know what, what could potentially happen. Um, like, Venezuelan bonds, like you're going to get a much, much higher coupon on that. But you could lose your money.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess I was thinking in terms of government bonds or bonds. Yeah, really so government, so
0: government bonds, U.S. Treasuries. Yes, no one has lost money. No one has lost their actual principal. Right. 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 Yeah. But you also have to take into account inflation. Right. Right. So if you put a thousand dollars into a bond. A 30-year bond and then 30 years from now and you you don't get any interest on it and you just get that thousand dollars back that that thousand dollars has been destroyed by inflation yes you know so like normal inflation like healthy inflation that the Fed so this is what the Fed does to control inflation in our economy they raise interest rates to curb inflation and then they decrease interest rates to spur the economy. Right. So there's a certain amount of inflation that's healthy. It's about 3% every year. Right. So as an investor, you want to make more than 3%, right? right. So if you have a treasury bond, let's say a 10-year treasury bond, and the the coupon or the interest rate on it is 6%, and inflation is at 3%, you net out 3%. That's a good investment. Right, it's a good safe investment. Right,
1: well, I mean, I guess the general rule of thumb is the more risk you take, the more money you can make, but also the greater risk of losing all of that money.
0: Correct. So, like on the other end of the spectrum, would you were be saying like the crypto.
1: Russian bonds or the Venezuelan. Oh bonds. yeah,
0: Russian bonds or or, or crypto.
1: Right, like so you know a new a new coin or something. You can go to zero. I'm going all in on the Russian bonds. I think I'm just putting all my chips in
0: yeah (laughs) hundreds and you're calling up Putin to see if you can get a meeting to talk about what he's gonna do with the uh, debt
1: well I mean with the platform of the working experience obviously you would want to meet with us Uh, all right so the author tells us here let's see just to crunch some numbers so um, currently recently investors in the stock market have ample reason for celebration if you hung on through your stocks to the declines of the early pandemic, chances are you have seen your portfolio grown significantly since then. This year alone, the S&P 500 has risen 25%. Uh, just some examples, Devon Energy is up 182%. Bath & Body Works is up 161%. Marathon Oil is up 142%. The shares of around 80% of the S&P companies have risen 50% in 2021. In the last 20 years, the S&P, according to Bloomberg, has grown 500%. Now, in contrast, bonds have declined this year. Low yields, high inflation, as John was saying. However, um, the author here says bonds are much more stable than stocks. U.S. government bonds will repay at least the principal where stocks can go all the way to zero and you lose all your money. On the other hand, with inflation, bond yields can go negative. Uh, So lately, stocks have been good and bonds have been a drag. But the author, Jeff Summers, says that bonds are still good to hang on to for the future. Um, So there's stuff stuff that's going to come up. Like the pandemic is already having a resurgence, which is putting a ding on the stock market.
0: Yeah, so when so when yields go negative, that's when you pay <laughs> to give that to money. That's where inflation is so crappy that it's just better to not hold on to cash, right? And to put it into like, for instance, real estate, right? You you would put the money into a hard asset like real estate, where um, you know you're. Your, it's it's a, it's a hedge against inflation. And it's the same thing like cryptocurrency is a hedge against inflation.
1: So you buy a house for $400,000 as an investment. Maybe you're expecting to hang on to it for five years in the hopes that housing prices will go up. Like right now, I mean, everybody seems to be wanting to buy a house and housing prices... Yeah, are housing up. prices are, are through the
0: roof. But yeah. that's like for if you were to look at it from an investment standpoint, you would look at it as a rental property. That's more right. of like an investment standpoint. Like you would buy an apartment building or even a single family house that you would rent out. Right. And then you would have cash flow from that. So you would, so your renters would pay the mortgage, the maintenance and all that stuff. And then you would have, there. I mean, there are people I know that just own real estate and don't work. Yeah. I mean, they work, but they just live off the real estate.
1: Yeah, that always sounds great, but as a former uh owner of a rental property, it's not all wine and roses. There are it it can be a huge headache. I mean, we it can say a they huge don't headache. when they, if they don't work, I mean they're working, I would assume, like just dealing with the hassle. Of
0: well, the you can hire that. like you can hire a management company you can, yeah. to like to manage it. I mean, look, there's but you're right. If you're doing it yourself, you know you got to go collect the rent oh, checks. God. Well, I can could, I could see you as that jerk-off landlord. You know, just like right, yeah. You know, not knocking, <laughs> pounding like three, on the door, just just a little knock. Hey, it's hey, it's Manny. <laughs> I just uh, I need that, I need a rent check.
1: It's already the fifteenth, and uh, you haven't paid the last three months, and. Uh... Yeah, I mean, if somebody doesn't pay their rent, you got to get them out of there. Then you have an apartment you're not making any money on. Anyway, um, Americans are not too... Well, we don't know anything about history, and we're disinclined to look into the future. But Wall Street executives say this whole stock market uh, ride is... You know, the, the incline is not going to last. Wall Street execs are projecting a 2% decline... 2% decline for the remainder of the year. Morgan Stanley is saying that the risk-reward over the next 12 months is looking unattractive. Financial conditions they see as tightening, earnings slowing. Uh, you still have a lot of, you know, unemployment. Um, you need to watch what the Fed's going to do about inflation. Uh, the Schiller Index, which was developed by Robert Schiller at Yale, says that because current stock prices are so high, that over the next decade returns will be lower the international stock markets may outpace the US by as much as 3% so don't limit yourself to necessarily just domestic investments you might want to look at China or uh, places like that basically the bottom you line definitely is want that to
0: diversify
1: investors need to be able to ride out big losses from this past february 19th to march 23rd the S&P declined 34 percent so i assume a lot of people lost a lot of money during that time but that would affect more what like day traders that kind of thing or i don't really know how i mean i'm a long-term investor i don't i don't i never deal with anything i mean it, it
0: it depends on you know your your mix of stocks right and like what how much how much stock you have what kind of exposure you have to the US equity markets like tech has been killed recently like if you're like solely in tech your portfolio could have gone down like 20 30% but if you were in like you know oil and gas and like boring stocks right you're you're doing just fine i'm always looking for the hot new thing hot new thing biotech <laughs> anything anything that says that is like we have a pill that's gonna make oh this is my thing is like if we have a we have a pill that's gonna make you smarter thinner help like I don't have to do anything just continue my life eating dunkin donuts and McDonald's yeah but I just take that pill man
1: yeah. all in, uh, yeah. then I'm, I'm all over that well, a guy called me the other day. He guaranteed me a twenty five percent return on my investment. <laughs> guaranteed Bef,
0: be, before he even even finished guaranteeing. Where do I sign? Where do I sign? Uh, where, where, gonna... do I, where do I
1: where do I wire the money? <laughs> now, just to put this in perspective, and I thought this was interesting. Bank of America did a study um, starting from nineteen thirty, from nineteen thirty to March eighth, two thousand twenty one. It's called Bank of America Study for Stocks, Time is Money. Uh, So from 1930 to March 8, 2021, the S&P returned 17,715% cumulatively. However, all of those gains were concentrated in a relative handful of days. So if you exclude the 10 best days of each decade, the gains were nearly erased. So it seems like this stuff really comes in surges. And well, it's you...
0: it's just another thing like you can't, you know, you can't time the market. Nobody can time the market. So your, your best bet is to invest in the Isn't law. that
1: what Wall Street is completely predicated upon? Don't they just sell that to their clients that they know what's going to hit? Um, Otherwise, why would I invest with a stock analyst? Like, what does that person know that I don't?
0: Yeah, no, it, it's not... There is a lot to be said about investing dollar cost averaging, right? So dollar cost averaging is just investing the same amount of money on a schedule. Like every week you invest $1,000, right? Whether the market goes up or down on indexes, right? That's probably the best investment advice anyone could give you and keep fees super, super low at like a Vanguard. Um, and just dollar cost average your way. If you dollar cost average, you're gonna you're gonna beat you're gonna beat eighty five to ninety percent of the professionals on Wall Street of the hedge funds and the mutual funds because you're gonna be paying such low fees. It's when fees are accounted for that's when you get hit, and that's what Wall Street doesn't want to let doesn't want to know. But hedge funds and hedge funds exist not for the retail investor they they exist for the institutional investor so massachusetts has a you know a pension program that's probably worth hundreds of billions of dollars they need to hedge their risk right. based on their current overall exposure so they invest in hedge funds to hedge their risk so hedge funds have like a particularly bad you know rap in the news but they actually serve a purpose for ironically Teachers and policemen and firemen right. to hedge their exposure to the overall market, so it's an uncorrelated. Um, it's a, it's an uncorrelated return. What they call an alpha. So, um, but for the for the regular person, dollar cost average, um, and then there's also you know benefit to opening up a Roth IRA or four hundred one k. So you're putting in pre-tax dollars, um, and then just do it systematically, and then just don't even look at it. Just just put it away. Now, where, because are
1: you talking about like investing in very like conservative stocks over a long period of time, like that kind of thing? No, I'm
0: ta- I'm talking about uh, not conservative. I think it should be like a healthy mix. You know, you could do like the Russell five thousand or the S and P five hundred, or you can do tech stocks. You can do. International. I mean, Vanguard has multiple uh, indexes. Now, do you, you set that invest. up ahead
1: of time, or is it just, do they select for you, or how does that work?
0: Yeah, so an in, in index fund is, so there's managed money. So managed money would be like a hedge fund guy or a girl, like actively trading and picking stocks and analyzing the stocks right. for, the, for the best bunch. The, the statistics of that is about 15% beat the market, right? And there's probably like, you know, anywhere from 3 to 5% that have outlandish returns. Like, they're superstars, right? Right. But the majority don't. So, and then also terms in mutual funds. Like, mutual funds, it's only like, you know, I don't know, probably like like 10% beat the market. An index fund is just literally going out where they just, like someone like a Vanguard buys a basket of stocks that mirrors an index, like the Dow Jones, like the S&P, like the Russell 5000, and because it mirrors the index, nobody's picking stocks. It's just mirroring the index. So the fees on this could be like 0.02%, right? Yeah. Instead of like a mutual fund, you could be paying like 2% or 3% or 4% or 5%. So those low fees over time, you, so you're investing more money and you're paying less fees. So you could just go to Vanguard, open an account up and say, you know, auto withdrawal, you know, $500 every month forever and invest in th- this, these invest in this index, invest in this index. And you know, I mean, pension. Okay, so like, like Massachusetts pension fund probably does that. They probably invest in indexes like low-cost Vanguard Vanguard stuff. But then, for someone like Massachusetts, they might have a ninety-five billion dollar exposure to the open market, and they have to hedge that. Which you could also think of hedges like insurance, right? Mm -hmm. So if the market tanked they could take 5% of their portfolio that's in these other high-risky investments. So if the market tanked 40%, maybe their overall portfolio only goes down 26% because they've hedged 5% of it. Um, The average investor shouldn't be concerned about that. The market tanks 40%, so be it, don't sell. Just keep on dollar-cost averaging. Because if your time horizon is like 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, Sixty years, you don't care because the the aggregate of the market is up, is not down. Right.
1: So is Vanguard a company? Yes. Huh. Okay. Very 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 famous company. Huh. Well, of course it is. I haven't heard of it. <laughs> All right, folks. So um, no one knows when the next big days will come. Hold on to that stock. Uh, this guy says forty percent of his portfolio is in bonds which he sees as insurance so when the market crashes he will sell his bonds so he can buy stock more cheaply uh again no one knows when a crash is going to well he says when the market crashes not if because it's going to it always does oh yeah 100 percent. you know if you have money in reserve you can do pretty well you can buy up uh buy up a bunch of stock and um but I guess bottom line, he says, stocks to make money, bonds to stay calm. My motto, three simple words, get rich quick. Boom, boom, boom.
0: 100%, and that's a great segue <laughs> into the work and experience cryptocurrency that we're launching. <laughs> T-W-E on your stock exchange. Uh, uh, this, this coin, we, Matt and I each have a billion coins each yes and we we expect the, va- the value right now is point zero 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 one percent yeah but we expect oh, this to go to 35 dollars very explode.
1: soon it's gonna we're expecting a pop this reminds me of uh you watch better call Saul. yes yes he goes out to this guy's place in arizona or new mexico wherever he lives and uh yeah new mexico and the guy, you know, he's hiring him to, like, start this new autonomous country and da-da-da. And he's like, how about a million dollars cash retainer? And Jimmy is like, yeah, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, and he comes out. He's got this tray with a million dollars on it, all with the guy's face on it. Because it's his own currency for his country he's going to start. Yeah. Love it. Love We're, it. We, we, um, we should get a currency with our faces on it. And the TWE logo. 100%. 100%. All
0: right, folks. Okay,
1: everyone. Just a little something for you to think about. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back at you real soon. All right. Thanks, everyone.
0: Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of The Working Experience. We'd like to thank our sponsors, One Circle Media. If you work for a studio, network, startup, or corporation, and are looking for a partner to create media that will build, engage, and entertain your audience, reach out to me at john at onecirclemedia.com. I would love to hear from you. And that's it. The end. The sweet end. Until our next audio encounter.